Oh, well then, Wednesday already, January 19th, 2022. Must be feeling chill, because uh, the stuff I've been creating for January has been uh, very chill in nature. Today I sat down again to create another track, and yeah, I'm using a lot of these synths and uh, the keyboards, things like that, just very... Easy stuff, I'd say it's easy, uh, but much more melodic and not so percussive, which is basically in contrast that I was to what I was doing all throughout December. I guess that sort of makes sense, they kind of complement each other. Anyway, I am Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for finding this here daily audio podcast, Monday to Friday. I try to post, that is if I don't fall asleep uh, in the evening too early. And uh, I put all these show notes and the files up on my website, stephensersky.com. You can go there to have a look at the archives. They are all available for you. Hope you guys are doing well at the middle of the week. I, uh, oh, you know, I almost regret doing my Chinese studies today. It was such, such a train wreck. I, I was distracted. I'll admit I was distracted, but it wasn't just that. It was that I'd actually done the chapter before. I don't know if you recall, a couple weeks ago when I started doing these HSK chapters again in an effort to complete both books by the end of March, um, I, I actually I started on, at chapter 11 because that was sort of like where I had left off a, a year ago. <laughs> Uh, and so I hit that chapter again. I'm like, okay, I'll just review. But since I'd already done it, I just sort of kind of half-assed reviewed it. Not like before, like yesterday, when I spent four hours, five hours, three hours, four hours on it. Uh, I mean, yesterday I was I, I reviewed vocab, and then I uh, went through the chapter basically in detail and in depth. Today I kind of skimmed it, and it showed up in my results practice test I did I mean it was like it was like reading Chinese I couldn't do it I, just, I was looking at the character it was like reading I don't know, Arabic or you know uh what's that one with the uh the funny little circles and lines and the triangles cuneiform right it was like reading that because I just couldn't I couldn't even grasp what was going on I don't know what happened and I don't know how that could have happened Given that yesterday I did feel so confident in reading the material, and today I'm just looking at it going, what the hell does this say? How come, I mean, how come I don't know so many of these characters all of a sudden? I think part of it was because I, I did just skim through the review and didn't spend as much time on it. Uh, and so, yeah, oof. Six out of 31, 19%. Brutal. Not going to let that happen again. But that ends, like, so chapter 11 is the end of where I got up to it. I think, I think chapters 12 and 13, I had started them, but I hadn't finished the, uh, the answers in them yet. So basically, uh, I, I'm, I'm now into new territory. So from here on in, it's going to be finishing the student book, uh, reading the teacher's book and then doing the practice tests in the workbook uh, for the next, like I've done 11 chapters and there's 
36 total. So I'm a third of the way through. And I'm looking at this going, oh no, I got 17 more chapters, 27 more chapters to go. And then I get to write a test. I, it's two thoughts got into my mind today. And number one, what do people do if they don't study a language like Chinese and like during the day or whatever? And number two, what do people do if they don't drink at the end of the day, usually because they've been studying Chinese all, all day? And I, I, I almost have noticed that there's almost like a correlation between me spending a lot of time on a on a, like in a language session and then feeling the need to have a drink after maybe not feeling the feeling is a bad uh, bad way to put it i start thinking of having a drink and then the more the more i think of having a beer or two beers and it stops there usually it's not like i go get hammered afterwards because i do i do understand drinking does not help your language studies it does not regardless of what uh um, people might want to believe it, it damages your short-term thinking. It, uh, distracts you from what you're actually trying to do. Uh, the only way that it can be helpful is it can lower your inhibitions so you can go practice terribly your fluency. That's the only thing it's going to do. It's not going to correct your pronunciation. Not going to happen unless you subscribe to the idea that by practicing a lot of fluency, you can develop your pronunciation but in order for that to happen, you do have to be aware of how you're pronouncing things. It's not going to improve your grammar or your vocab. Uh, very, very slightly. So, um, yeah, not too many benefits of uh, mixing alcohol with your studies, to tell you the truth. Uh, and I don't normally do it. But, uh, I, yeah, I've noticed it. And this, this is compounded. Like, if I try to do my studies, like, look at it this way. From Tuesday to Saturday, I'm working full time. And then on Sunday and Saturday night, I go home and I do my homework for Sunday morning so I can go to class, you know, for, for, for three hours, right? So it's like a, it's a full-time job and it's not like Chinese you can do part-time. You, you got to commit. You got to put your time into it. So, yeah, a little bit disappointed by today's efforts. Um, what I should have done. Uh, I, I was thinking this, and I don't know about you guys, if you ever sort of pay attention to your intuition, I was thinking, work on the other book today. Do it easy. Just read the text. Don't do the HSK stuff. The HSK stuff is very intensive. Like, you have to read it very closely. It's very grammar-based. It's a lot of vocab being thrown at you, whereas the uh, the other textbook I use for class on Sundays that is a little bit gentler i would say it's more it's geared towards more of the uh, spoken languages but also it's um it's not as grammar heavy and the exercises are a lot easier i find they're just they're made to be done as sort of a drill a very basic drills of the the grammar points uh and the uh, the vocab so in that sense it is uh, uh a lot easier and it's what i should have done Oh well, that's uh, can't go back and do that one again. No mulligan on your day, right? You got to keep on pushing forward. Did get up this morning, um, and I managed to go for a run uh, at six twenty. It's been smoggy outside for the last couple of days. Not in sh not sure why. 
but uh, we know why, but I don't know why it's wafting over Beijing, let's put it that way. Uh, so with that, the, the reason I started going for well, I went for the run today was um, I actually want to start training for the 4x4x48. Sorry, I don't want to start training. I'm starting to train for the 4x4x48, which happens the first weekend of March. First or second weekend of March, I think. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this uh, little idea, um, you've heard me talk about this guy named David Goggins. He's a former Navy SEAL, uh, United States Special Forces and Navy SEAL. And one of the challenges he does to raise money for veterans in the United States is he, he does these ultra marathons. Now, he does far longer ultra marathons than most people. Uh, but uh, with this one, the 4x4x48, it was first mentioned in another book uh, in which he lives with another guy uh, or this guy's family. Uh, with the idea that he would teach this guy, like this businessman, how to sort of solidify your mind, you know, get control of your schedule, etc. sort of thing. And the whole intro is like, but the, the way he introduces it to this business guy uh, is like, uh, for the next 48 hours, we're going to run four miles every four hours for the next 48 hours. This business guy's like, no, I have to work. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> You can actually find it on, uh, he was on the Joe, Joe Rogan uh, podcast experience. Um, Jesse Itzler, I think is the guy's name. He owns the New York Knicks. I think I've talked about this before. But you can find the story where he, where David Goggins is, uh, or where this guy gets told that he's going to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So since then, David Goggins has turned this into a, uh, a charity event. Uh, the first one was two years ago. I did this last year. And I ran the first day, and then by the second evening, or by the next evening, so by midnight of the second day, I was walking. I mean, it was taking me an hour to finish it because I just, I couldn't. And I'll tell you, since then, my heel has been bothering me. So I've been looking at ways to rehab this, and i got to sort of fix this. And I wonder if part of it is because I run with a weight vest once a week, uh, and maybe I'm not rehabbing it properly or uh, or enough, so it's something that I'm going to be working on for the next six weeks in order to uh, get ready for this. I want to I want to actually run the whole thing this year. This is my goal. So today's test run with like being in the morning without a weight vest was to see first of all how can I schedule my morning and what do I have to get prepared beforehand to get outside in a good time so that I can make my run easier and then get back to do my workout. Now, the other thing is, do I do this on the same days as my workouts or do I do it alternatively or do I do two a days? Do I do my workout in the morning uh, on Wednesday and then go for a run later on or vice versa? Right. I don't want to push my workouts to the, to the evenings anymore. I really like having those workouts done in the morning, but running during the day, like it, it you don't have to necessarily run. You go for a jog, 40-minute jog after work or something. It's not so bad, is it? You know, and it's it's over. It's eight laps around the compound. That's that's how I've mapped it out. So it's not that difficult to do. It's not mentally exhausting, not like your uh, your height workouts uh, that uh, I, I normally do. 
so we'll uh, we'll work on that over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, tomorrow got an interesting uh, little date of sorts, a theater production, and uh, was told about this Medea uh, presentation. It's actually an interpretation of Euripides, Euripides Medea. Uh, now this is honestly I can't remember the story of Medea. It's something about a woman who gets transgressed by her husband or something like that and uh, I don't know does she make a deal with the devil or the Greek gods yeah can't remember should probably read up on it uh, but uh, so there's the two Chinese uh, actors and a director I think it's a two-person play and so it's all going to be in Chinese so I'm not going to have any idea what's going on so I should review what the story is but they say it's an interpretation of what happens after I think I can't even remember. So it's not the actual story itself. It's an interpretation there. And so I bought a couple tickets. I figured, you know what, let's support the local economy. Let's support the local artists. Let's get out and do something other than sitting in my apartment all evening. Also aiming to go to Guanghejiu, which is a uh, famous restaurant here in Beijing. So we're going to batch that together. We're going to bundle that together, go for dinner first probably, and then to the theater. And then, yeah, probably in bed by 10.30, 10 o'clock for, you know, Friday morning workouts. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and I'll uh, let you guys know how hopefully I'll be able to get that recording done uh, by early evening. Or, you know, it's probably going to be a bit later after the theater presentation. I know that. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's uh, going on in the theater circuit so far. Sad news, however. Uh, I was saying... Uh, I think I've been saying for a very long time. I've wanted to live. In, I want to. I have wanted to live in a city that is hosting the Olympics. I want to attend the Olympics. I wanted to see the Olympics in the city that I was living in. Beijing held that opportunity, and just yesterday I received word that no spectators, or that if there are spectators, it will be by invite only. And I'm not holding out hope to being to, to getting an invite at all. So it looks like that whole sort of idea, I don't want to call it a dream. Because, I mean, it's, it wasn't motivating me to do anything more than to really just keep on going with my Chinese studies. And, and gave me, um, what do you call that, like a, a goalpost, a flag to, to achieve. But it wasn't going to like, okay, Olympics are over and now I'm done with China. No, I had no... Nope, not moving the stuff out of my apartment just yet, I'll tell you. Uh, not for a while, anyway. Uh, so, the Olympics, yeah, it's uh, off-limits, it seems, for uh, general admission. How do I get an invite? No idea. And from the sounds of it, it, it sounds like there's different teams. Boy, not Sorry, they're not boycotting. It's, they're not, they're opting not to come to attend because of the virus. Ah, uh, yes. The virus, the virus, the virus. Omicron. Different sources I hear. Uh, I mean, it seems to be panic all over the place. But it actually seems like this one is dying down. Like, it's surging here in China. And this is an issue. And this is going to affect me. I know this. Uh, because with the Olympics coming up and the Paralympics in March, like, Beijing, China is going to 
is going to hold this one very close, hold this very tight. Like, they will not let it get out of control. So no matter all the optimism surrounding Omicron or whatever variant is up out there now, they are going to ensure that these Olympics go on no matter what. So hopefully Omicron works its way through by the end of the winter flu season. Uh, I know no one talks about the winter flu anymore. They do talk about Omicron. They talk about vaccinations, but they don't talk about seasonal flus. Yeah, and it's it's tough. It's tough to um, sort of reconcile all of that together. The hopeful point is that Omicron, this variant, should die out within a few weeks. It doesn't look like it's, although it's contagious, it's not as serious as the other ones. That being said, it might be that the people who are who have survived, who've lived through the last bunch of variants, are of better health, and that the ones who succumb to it have already succumbed to it. Basically, which is you know sad to say, uh, but the numbers are the numbers, and uh, the history is the history, right? So it's uh, disappointing and sad. The but again. The, the optimistic view of going forward is like, you know, are we sort of getting past this? Is this the Spanish flu was three years? Is this one only going to be three years? Like, like let's hope. <laughs> let's let's hope that things sort of work them with their way out, because I mean, I'm I'm seeing the headlines, seeing fourth boosters, fifth boosters. I'm going this something's not right here. Something doesn't make sense if the vaccination is required, it's not preventing variations, and there's constant boosters. Like Then, then the vaccinations aren't working. Yeah, I know. I, I know we are dealing with what, a, I guess, what some people would call a weaponized virus, basically. Uh, a rampaging, out-of-control, weaponized virus uh, who... It doesn't matter who paid for it or who uh, brought it forth into this world. The fact is that it's there, okay? And we're dealing with the consequences of uh, whatever this thing is. And, yeah, these vaccinations, I mean, wow, how how many more do you have to go for these things? It's, uh, oh, it's disappointing. Very disappointing to see, to tell you the truth. So, yeah, no Olympics. But uh, 4x4x48 by by in March, how's that? Train for your ultra marathon, uh, which is, uh, I guess, something to keep me distracted. Same with Chinese. Got lots to keep me going. January tracks are up. I hope you had a listen to the last couple days. I think they were quite entertaining, quite relaxing, interesting. Today's will also be very relaxing, as uh, I was going to call it, what was I calling it? A bunch of keys or something? Because... One thing I've noticed with uh, digital music, not like a guitar string or a drum, where the resonation, the resonance, it dies out. But with a computer, you press a key. It's an algorithm. It keeps going. You can hold... I actually started out with the idea, I was just going to press one key and see how long it would last. And then after about 40 bars of this, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure if everybody would want to listen to this. So I've uh, then gone through it a few more times to uh, add some things to it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys are well. 
midway through the week. Stay safe out there. Get your runs in. Get your masks on. And let's get through this. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenserski.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.